0: Hello everybody, how are you this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday the episodes are Sword of the Spirit. So as we go out into the world each day, we need to be equipped with the full armor of God described for us in Ephesians chapter 6. And there we find that the sword of the spirit is Is one of the defensive weapons against the enemy's attacks. And what is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Word of God. So in keeping with that, on Wednesdays, we cover passages from the Word. So this month um, and throughout the rest of the year, every Wednesday, we will be studying parables from the New Testament. So today's episode title is Fighting Spirit, based upon the parable, often referred to as Divided Kingdom, found in Matthew 12, verses 24 through 30. We'll start out reading this parable in two translations. One may be clearer or easier for us to understand than another. So I'm reading now Matthew 12, 24 through 30 in the New Living Translation. But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons, talking about Jesus. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. If Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone stronger, someone who can tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So isn't that scary? If we're not for him, we're not neutral or watching as a bystander. No, we're against him. It's a spiritual battle. Only one of two sides can win. Darkness or light. Satan or God. And we know that God is stronger. God is mightier. With God, nothing is impossible. Well, another thing that struck me was that the exorcists and those practicing similar chanting and demonic rituals did did seem to cast out demons. Were they doing these demonic tricks against themselves? Maybe it was worth it for people's amazement and entertainment and to cause people to believe in them or go their way. There are other places in the Bible where we learn that if we're not standing for the Lord, we are standing against him. No decision is a decision. Let's read Matthew twelve thirty again in the Amplified Version in the Amplified Bible so we can get some detail. And this is Jesus speaking. He who is not with me once and for all On my side is against me, and he does not unequivocally gather with me, scatters. So those who are not gathered with him are scattered. I know friends along my path who have said different things, and I just want to go through some of them. This is one of them Yes, I want to come to Jesus, but not right now. I want to get this or that off my plate. But there's a story in the Gospels about a man who decided to postpone his salvation, and he died in his sleep that night. There's an urgency to come to Jesus because we don't know how long the opportunity is available. We don't know when our last breath is. And yes, there are fighting spirits and dividing us because that the devil doesn't want us to come to Jesus. Another person might say, well, let me think about it because they're considering their sinful lifestyle and they don't want to give it up. Well, they don't understand. To leave the dark side, repenting and walking away from that lifestyle into the light, it doesn't feel like we're giving something up. So you change. You don't want to remain in that kind of life. With a changed heart and mind, a believer happily moves on to things that are good, kind, positive, honorable, of good report. The same believer finds inner joy and peace and is full of gratitude, regardless of situations around them. So, uh, let's look at another one. A person might say, I'm a good person. I'm already on his side. I don't need to come to Jesus. Well, they're only fooling themselves. Our our personal goodness without Christ is nothing. No one is perfect. So even to say that they're good on their own merit demonstrates an attitude, an attitude of pridefulness. And that's something the Lord hates. So another person might say, Well, you know, God is love, so I'm automatically a child of God. Well, God is our creator creator of all but we are not his children until we've accepted his only son who he, who he sent to pay the price for our sins he gave us the opportunity to make that choice he gave us free will galatians 3:26 points up, puts it plain for you are all sons of god through faith in Christ jesus it's when we've accepted Jesus that God can look at us as righteous, free of sin. Then as believers, Jesus Christ, we can be called his sons of God, his, his sons and daughters. So here's another thing um, that I've heard people say. God is love and he understands my needs. Whatever it is, you know, gambling, sexual lust, stealing or other sinful ways. And that's assuming that we get a pass over on whatever wrong we do, wrong or evil thing we do because God is love. But that's simply not true. There are many passages about God as our loving Father chastening or disciplining those he loves. There is no pass for anyone regarding wrongdoing. There are always consequences, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, There are consequences for what you do. And I'm talking about the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. Well, moving on. Baby Christians may for a short while continue residual bad habits or wrongdoing. But with the Holy Spirit in us, change is happening along the sanctification process. Why? Because God is our Father. And as a father who loves his children does not let their children wander around with wrongdoing. Let me share a piece of my testimony. While I was a baby Christian, I played the idea in my mind that God understood my living with my significant other because of my background. Didn't God know how time and time again I had been betrayed and abused by other people? Yes, the Lord knew that I, I trusted and believed in him, but people not so much. <laughs> but the Lord opened my eyes and everything changed. During a church service, not so different than any other, the Lord grabbed me. It was like a vision I was stuck in. When I came back to myself, I realized that I had been standing during the entire service. The Lord continued working on me. Through the gift of conviction. That's because he loves me. In a short time thereafter, my husband and I married and I joined the church at the same time. We both did. That was a tremendous thing for me to do. I did it out of obedience. Once I took that step of obedience, rededicating my life to the Lord, doors opened. I began to write books to help others overcome challenges, numerous challenges, and then I started these podcasts. I participated in outreaches, and the list of opportunities went on and on. Being a believer in Christ Jesus is an abundant, awesome life, overflowing with good things, no matter what's going on around you. It's not a giving up thing. Are you a believer? Have you repented of your sins and walked away from them? Do you believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God who suffered and died on the cross for your sins and then He arose? He defeated death. You know, He walked on the earth 40 days after He arose. There were witnesses that He did arise from the grave. I urge you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. Pray for Pray to him and confess those things to the Lord. Say it out loud. Well, getting back to the parable, we learned how very important it is to come to Jesus. Otherwise, it's a divided kingdom, fighting spirits within us. No one can serve two masters. We either serve the one or the other. You're either for him or against him. There's nothing in between. So how did you like this parable? Did it affect you in any way? And I would love for you to share with me about your experience. Let me end this episode with um, my favorite passage (laughs) found in 2 Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for joining me on this uh, Wednesday morning, Sword of the Spirit, and on Turn to God with Karen. And as you may know, Turn to God with Karen has episodes on Monday, A Hope and Faith Journey, where we cover various topics to bring encouragement, hope, and healing through our challenges and suffering. And then every Friday, we have Karen's Book Corner, where I share a little bit about my books, or we look at someone else's Uh, What another author has written. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website contact page and give me your comments and suggestions. Any feedback is most welcome. KarenJaneCasey.com. And there you'll see Uh, some resource material regarding domestic violence, and you'll also see information about my books, my blogs, and podcasts. If you've read and enjoyed any of my books, especially if they've brought you encouragement, hope for positive change, uh, healing, let me know about it. And also, I'd appreciate a review on Amazon.com. Well, thank you, and God bless.